Hello! Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children, the podcast where I share the recordings of the bedtime stories I've improvised for my children over the years. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Tonight's story was told in August of 2008, and it's the continuing story of the royal twins Ia and Dak. This story skips forward three years from the last story. Ia's reign has been prosperous, but a drought means that she must make some difficult decisions. I hope you enjoy the story. After Chamberlain Abner had been banished from the kingdom, Ia ruled the kingdom well for three years. It was a prosperous time. The farms produced plenty of food, and the business was booming. Lots of people heard about how fairly and well Queen Ia ruled, and so many uh, craftsmen moved to her kingdom. And the taxes that she collected on their businesses helped her have plenty of money to do important things like keep the roads in good condition and hire guards to keep the roads safe and build parks for the people to enjoy. After she had ruled three years, though, there came a summer when the weather was very hot and very dry and there was no rain for two whole months and the people began to not have enough food to eat and began to go to bed hungry every night and Ia found this very upsetting and Dak came to her one night and said I think Ia that you should think about looking for a king to marry to make an alliance with one of the surrounding kingdoms so that we can help each other and so that they will give us food. And Ia said, well, I won't marry someone just because his kingdom has food. I have to like him. He has to be the right man. And Dak said, tell you what, why don't I go and issue invitations to the kings and the surrounding countries who are unmarried to a contest? And you can set up the contest and set up the rules so that you can pick the one who you think will be the best husband and the best ally for our country. And Ia said, that sounds fair. So Dak rode off to issue invitations. And Ia sat down to think about what sort of contest she wanted to have. She made up a contest that had four parts on four days. And after a month had gone by, the day came for the contest to start, and kings from the surrounding kingdoms arrived. There was the king of Azure, dressed in his sparkling blue armor, and he seemed very nice. He smiled easily, but Ia noticed that he was much older than she was, because Ia was only 21, and the king of Azure was probably at least 50, so he was much older than she was. Still, he had a rich and powerful kingdom, and it would definitely help her people if his kingdom would help hers. And then arrived the king of Firenon, and he wore a dull red armor, and he also wore a dull red frown. He seemed to always frown. And many people seemed to think he was very handsome, 
but Ia just didn't like the fact that he was always frowning. She had never seen him smile. And then there came a knight dressed all in black who gave his name as King Necros. And he said that he came from a kingdom that was far away and very rich. Ia found King Necros rather mysterious because he always rode and walked around in his armor, his black armor with the visor down. And finally, there was a last contestant. All the others had arrived in great suits of armor with rich horses and bearing, bringing expensive gifts for Ia. The last contestant, though, arrived and he had no armor. And he rode just on the back of a mule. A mule is a cross between a horse and a donkey. It doesn't go very fast like a horse does. And his name... What are the last contestant? Right, yeah, he got there after all the others. His name was Sham. And Sham? when he arrived, Ia watched him ride up. And Dak, who was standing next to her, whispered, That's funny, I don't remember giving this guy an invitation. And the man got off his mule, and Ia noticed that he was very handsome, and that he was about her age. And more than that, she, announced, she noticed that when he walked up the steps to introduce himself, he smiled at her, and she liked his smile a great deal. Dak stepped forward and he said, I'm afraid that this contest is open only to those who have an invitation. And Shan reached into one of the dark blue sleeves of his robe and he pulled out an invitation. He handed it to Dak and he said, you mean like this one? And Dak looked at it and he looked it over very carefully. And as far as he could tell, it was a real invitation. And Dak said, well, he does have an invitation. Very well, said Ia. We will let him compete. The first event is a game of chess. Chess? Chess. Because Ia wanted a husband who could think well and who was smart. And she thought that chess was a reasonably good test of that. And so she sat them down. And first, Lord Necros played the King of Azure. And the, the King of Necros won. He played the whole game of chess with his visor down. And then the king of Fernan played Shan. And Shan beat him in three moves. The king of Fernan was so surprised, he just sat there with his mouth open for a minute after Shan had said checkmate, thinking that perhaps he had found something wrong. You know, something had gone wrong. He, he'd, he just couldn't imagine that he'd lost in three moves. And then he frowned even deeper than he usually did. And then Shan played uh, the Lord of Necros. And that game went on for quite some time. And the Lord of Necros looked like he was winning for quite some time. He had more pieces than Shan. And he had his queen. And Shan had lost his. But then... Just when it looked like Shan was about to lose his last few pieces, he moved one of his rooks, looked up, and said, Checkmate. And the Lord of Necros said, Wah, oh, oh. And 
he looked down, and even though he had more pieces, his king was in check, and he had no way to escape, and Shan had won. So Ea declared Shan the winner of the first part of the contest. The second part of the contest took place on the same day. In the invitation that Dak had distributed, they had asked that each king bring the best horse in his kingdom because they figured that that was a good representation of how strong the kingdom was. And they wanted, Ea wanted to her kingdom that was going to be allied with her to be a strong kingdom. And so they had a race and they shot off the black horse that Lord Necros rode, shot out way ahead of the others. And he finished first. And the king of Azure finished second. And the king of Fernan finished third. And Sham, on his mule, finished a distant, distant fourth. So, then Ea said that it was time for dinner. And they all sat down to eat dinner. And the lord Necros talked about war and the wars he had won. And he didn't eat anything at all. He just drank wine through a straw. And the king of Azure talked about farming and taxes, which were important things for kings to know. He will and be he, hungry when he, he will gets be, done. unless he's going to eat in his rooms, I guess, or something. And the king of Fernan talked about building and building castles and building walls and building roads. Shan told jokes. And then after he told jokes, he did magic tricks. He pretended to pull a gold piece from the king of Azure's ear. And he pretended to pull a flower from Ea's ear. And then he presented it to her, a beautiful red rose. And then he pretended to pull a drumstick, a chicken drumstick, out of the Lord of Necros's armor, which, which everybody sort of chuckled at a little bit because the Lord of Necros hadn't eaten anything at all. And after dinner, um, the other kings all went to go plan for the contests of the next day. Shan stayed and talked to Ea for a while, and she found that he was very pleasant to talk to and that he made her laugh. And she said, don't you have to prepare for the contests tomorrow? And he said, well, I figure the contests are to find out who we are, right? Well, I'm already who I am. I can't prepare to be me any more than I already am. <laughs> and she said, hmm, okay. But eventually it was time to go to sleep, and they all went to sleep. And the next morning, this third and fourth parts of the contest came. And the third part of the contest was a duel, where they were all given swords, blunt swords, so they couldn't hurt each other. And What are blunt swords? Blunt means they're not sharp. So it would kind of hurt if you get whacked with them, but they wouldn't cut you. And so the first duel was between Shan and the Lord of Necros. And there was something strange about that duel, because Shan never raised his sword. He sort of held it awkwardly, as if he really had no real idea how to use it. But yet every time the Lord of Necros charged after him and swung his sword at him, somehow Shan just wasn't where he had been a moment before. It was really bewildering to watch. The sword would swing, and it would seem like it was going to hit Shan, and then he would be on the other side. And Ea watched it every time, and she never blinked, and she could still never figure out exactly how he had done it. Well, despite all Shan's slippery moves, 
the Lord of Necros eventually caught on because he was quite the wily warrior. And the next time that Shan dodged, the Lord of Necros swung his sword with his right hand, and with his left hand he put an elbow backwards behind him, and just as Shan appeared behind him, he ran right into the Lord of Necros's armored elbow, and it knocked him right out, boom, onto the ground. So Shan lost that duel. And then the King of Fernan and the Lord, King of Azure dueled, and the King of Fernan won. And then the King of Fernan dueled the Lord uh, Necros, and they they fought for quite some time. It was a back and forth, back and forth, and you know one would hit the other, and then the other would hit the other, and um, both of them were were sort of limping around by the time that the Lord of Necros finally managed to knock the King of Fernan's foot out from underneath him, and he fell thump, onto the ground. The final part of the contest was that they were going to ask each of the kings to sit in judgment of a case, because that was one of the important things that kings and queens did, was they dispensed justice to people who brought them their problems. And so... Was yeah, your gave... mommy and daddy there? Nope, they were, they were still off on their vacation. So Ea set a case for each of them. First, the king of Azure decided a case between two farmers who disagreed whose land a well was on, because it was right on the border between their lands, and wells were very valuable because there had been no rain that year. The king of Azure decided that the well belonged to the farmer who had dug it, but that because it was on both of their land, they were both allowed to draw water from it. And Ea thought that that was a good decision. Then the king of Fernan decided a case of what to do with a robber who had been found lying in wait along the side of a road and who had been robbing people of their clothes. The king of Fernan decided that the robber had to spend a year in jail. And Ea liked how he decided his case, and she liked how the Lord of Necros decided his case, and she liked how Shannon decided his case. And when they had added up all the points, the Lord of Necros had the most points. And Shan stood up, and he raised his hand, and he said, I don't think you need a husband, Queen Ea. I think you need rain. He raised his hand above his head, and he raised his other hand above his head, and lightning shot out of his hands up into the sky, and storm clouds formed, and it began to rain. And he bowed to her, and he said, I have never said I was a king. But I am a magician, and I would love it to allow me to court you, Queen Ea, or not. But either way, you should not be forced to marry simply for the love of your people. And he bowed, and he walked out after leaving his card of where she could find him. And the other kings all left. And that is the end of the story. And another night I will tell you the next time Ea met Shan and what they did. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. Your reviews and personal recommendations are the main way that new listeners find the show, so thank you for spreading the word. I'd love to hear your feedback, so feel free to get in touch via email or social media, which are listed in the show notes. Until next time... I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.